I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends with a shared love of food, cooking, and all things cookbooks. We are now in the third season of this podcast, and this one is all about, well, not really anything in particular. We are themeless, so you can expect deep dives on certain dishes, reviews of cookbooks, of course, but there'll be new cookbooks, old cookbooks, all sorts of cookbooks, and of course, we'll be asking you, our lovely listeners, for some input on episodes that we're going to do. It's going to be so, it's gonna be so fun. fun. And if you love what we do, we're also on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help to cover the podcast's costs from the books themselves to the ingredients for what we cook. And in return, you'll get some fun stuff like bonus mini-sodes. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now, let's get to the fun part. Hello, Victoria. Hi, Hannah. How you doing? Chickadoodles, snickeries, snickeries, sweet peas, snookeries, oh. snookums. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm good. I'm better now, actually, <laughs> that you've just called me snickety stickety snookums. <laughs> Anytime. Um, it is a rainy, rainy, rainy day in the west of England, and uh, that's sad. But and I spent a third of my bank holiday puking. So you were so ill, you poor. I was thing. really ill. Um, but for everyone listening who may think uh, that I'm pregnant, I'm not, uh, because yeah. I just because, got sick. Do tell us why. 
I'm not. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm not for anybody listening who has heard that I've been sick and may uh-huh. think that's the reason. It's not. Um, Me neither. Just FYI. But everyone was a lot <laughs> less suspecting of that one. <laughs> Puking virus aside, rain aside. I'm good, Hannah. I'm good. On? Yeah. Um, I'm having, okay. you know, if we're we're entering into this therapy session, that obviously yeah. these um, are Lie for back me. on the couch. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the first time I said that this weekend. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I'm not pregnant. Um, sorry, we can get that. Um, right, I'm, I I am having one of those months where everything I do in the kitchen cooking wise is just going wrong I am I am in a deep no confidence hole of in my cooking and it's really sad Talk, talk me through this. Is there is there a pattern we can identify? Is it? Is yeah, it I think the, I think it's not me. <laughs> I think it's the, uh, recipe. It's the recipe. No, I'm jo- I'm joking. <laughs> well, you know, if you are a Patreon listener and you'll have heard our minisode about the coronation quiche, it start it kind of started there. Mm. My my pastry didn't cook. Uh, but mine didn't either. But Hannah didn't either, so that makes me feel a little bit better. Bad but recipe. just just. There's just some other, just like I've I have baked some stuff from a, a book that will feature in a future episode of the Cookbook Circle. So I don't really want to talk about it too much, but sure, I've baked like four things from there now, and like not one of them has been great. Oh dear. Um. Yeah, and I'm I, that annoyed me, and then like. I just you know when you're just you're doing stuff and you're like why isn't this working like yeah. sometimes I don't know if it's just like I am losing it or um just you know makes me feel like I'm not very good and it makes me want to give up on cooking <gasps> and Shush. but I don't because it just make cooking makes me so happy and that I yeah. feel but 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 I need something at the end of it that is worth it, right? Yeah, there's no worse feeling, right? Like, it's just so demoralizing because you just don't have dinner at the end of it or you don't have dessert yeah. or whatever particular thing you were looking forward to. Yeah, That's shit. And two of these things that I baked this last weekend were, were going to go to people, right? A couple of neighbors that have done some kind things and I was like, oh, I'm going to bake them something to say thank you. And... Now I have nothing to give them. I have to try again. And that's annoying. And it's just like, I'm having one of those just, it's just, I don't know. How, yeah, I'm in a funk. It's a funk. And, it, and, and what annoys me about that is that it means that you just go to your like, your safety recipes, right? Or you yeah. stop cooking a bit and you step back. And I don't want to do that. Um, no. I did make nachos which is which is often a very good um and I don't mean you know when I say I made nachos what I mean is (laughs) you want to come to my house for fucking nachos because that shit bangs when I'm here and I thought that helped because you know I you know slow cook some meat and you know you layer them up because if you're not layering your nachos then you're an idiot um made 
guac with like a million avocados because I had and that was that was something that went right for me I had like five avocados that were all perfectly ripe that well, went now, what are the odds of that that in itself I mean, is a miracle so maybe things are on the top but then I got sick so <laughs> I don't think it was from the nachos because you know more than one of us ate that and it was only me who was sick but yeah I just um I'm struggling a bit so I need to pull myself out of that Look, you know, maybe our next book will help you to do that. I, you've reminded me of um, one of my favourite photos I ever posted on Facebook. Um, oh. Karen alert over here. <laughs> but it was a few years ago. And it was when I lived in Dubai. And I was making brownies. I baked a lot there because I lived with four other people. And there was just always someone to eat stuff. And it was great. And I was baking some brownies. And I was doing it in a loose bottom tin and they, I think I went to move them or something in the oven and they just all started like slow splurging out of a gap in the tin. And instead of, and this is a huge metaphor for my life, instead of facing up to the issue, I just closed the oven door. (laughs) (laughs) And then at like, um, alien style the brownie batter just started seeping through the like gap in the oven and I took a photo and I'm wearing these like adorable bunny slippers that I loved (laughs) and it just I remember at that time being a time where just like shit was just not going Mm. right for me and that was another like sometimes I think it's when you're tired or you're trying to do things too quickly or you know this external trying to do a million things at once yeah um so maybe I just need to take a step back. You need and... to recalibrate. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that or may feed into cookbook. some of my opinion. I'll get a new cookbook. Maybe I should treat myself to a little nice cookbook. You know, I went into, um, I was in London this week, as you know, uh, oh. working. And on my way home, I went into a big bookshop, Foils, in at Tottenham Court Road. Oh. And... I happened to go into the cooking section, which uh, I just love it. It's so, mm. I mean, I love anything like that. But I never buy anything because, you know, it's it's expensive and I had a lot of stuff to carry anyway. Um, but it's just so good. Yeah. And it gives it gives you a lot of like inspiration. It's like books you haven't seen before, you've only seen online, you're like, Oh, that is a lovely book or oh well, maybe that isn't the book that I want. Um yeah. it's it's nice to have a little flick through. And fascinating to see what they're like putting up front or like yes. the books that they're pushing. I feel like you and me need to go to that bookshop in Notting Hill, is yes. it? That's only for cookbooks. Books yes. for cookbooks. Is that what it's yes, called? Yes, that's what it's called, yeah. I want um, to drop them a business card because that is a ripe partnership if ever I heard one. Yes. They have a kitchen as well at the back um, and a little cafe, I think. Yes. Oh, my God. Also, we need Guys. to go to that cookbook shop in Los Angeles, which would be yes. an, a better trip than Notting Hill. Probably that, about the yeah. same amount of time for both of us to get to Notting Hill and LA. Um, <laughs> if any of our lovely American listeners would love to sponsor our trip to LA, we will entertain God. you all day long. You can have as many exclusive <laughs> oh my god and i would get to eat in an outburger for the first time which is like i think the only time that i would break my vegetarianism is to eat it i was gonna say you'd eat it i think i would i think i would yeah i feel like i know too i've like heard too much about this like 
I would just eat. I'd eat. Them. I have a um, uh, an artwork of In and Out Burger in my kitchen, as Hannah knows. Okay. Um, and I've long thought about getting a tattoo of their of their little palm, their red palm trees. You should do that. I oh think that God. would be good. I think it, I've seen so people good. have them like on my wrist or something. Um, I just think it'd be great. Anyway, you've seen people on your wrist. <laughs> no, I've. These tiny yes. The people on my wrist are talking to me and telling me to get a tattoo of the In and Out Burger palm trees. Um, <laughs> we today we're talking about a cookbook sorry that was a swift there was no but is everyone feeling okay there was no but <laughs> let me see your butt hannah how many times my butty butty my two nieces in abu dhabi ada and elsie have like a funny little dance that they do which is like and they shake their i think it's elsie actually the younger one and they do this thing where they shake their bum and they go my butty 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 my butty 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 <laughs> It's really basic, but really funny. And, and frankly, um, everything I know about Elsie, she could be on the show. She's a comedian, right? Like she's so funny. Elsie was born funny. She's the I funniest love that. child. We should I've get her on. Like, I want to hear about great. our buddy. She would rinse both of us. She is like the most brutal. Like she, she's four years old, and she was. Um, absolutely ripping the piss out of me for calling my dog Doug. And she was like, Auntie Hannah, why do you call your dog Doug? <laughs> you dog, Doug, Doggy dog, Doug. <laughs> and frankly, that's the, that's the comedy that the world needs. She is fantastic. We love she's her. Let's get her on. She's, she's next incredible. week's guest. Sorry. She's coming to LA with us. <laughs> and she loves food. She loves, she like lets herself into the fridge just like ba, 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 walks into the kitchen da, 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 like opens the fridge door and just like and my sister's like no <laughs> no you don't anyway no, we'll um anyway, if my sis- we are talking about a cookbook. we're talking about a cookbook we're doing um, um this is slightly different because i guess we haven't decided to do a new cookbook or one that anyone's recommended this for the first time is a book that we feel that we both have and enjoy i think for the most part mm-hmm. um tbc <laughs> and wanted to talk about because it's just one that's like become a major part of our lives <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we've mentioned this book a lot and on previous episodes of the pod yeah. and it just deserves its its own place in the sun. It does. To quote my favourite BBC show. Oh. <laughs> I fucking love that show. Um, um, it's flavour. <laughs> what's your flavour? Tell, Tell me what's, what's your flavour. Um, before we actually go into the content of the book... Can I just say that everyone will know what this book looks like. The British cover is white with this like multicolored onion on the front. Multicolored onion, bad name of the week. Bad name of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Also, yes. So it's it's this onion on the onion uh, on the front. But this is maybe one of this is controversial opinion. Yeah. Alert. (laughs) This is maybe one of the the only cookbooks in recent time that I prefer the American cover okay it's the American cover's got like I think it's like a a dark color and then it's got the 
the word flavor and in in the letters it's got like pictures of like produce and and things like that i think i remember and i just from the farmer's market from the farmer's market oh i've looked it up i find it fascinating that they changed them for the markets isn't it mad yeah, it is weird. And it's often, like you know, I said, often the American cover is worse. But there's something about this cover that I, I never really loved. And I always thought that one was a bit more, it's like photographic, right? They're like photographs of produce. Um, whereas this is obviously quite conceptual. It's just a picture of an onion uh, or like a embossed rainbow onion. Yeah, it's very rainbowy. I think, yeah. Um, for me, actually, the photography is wonderful in this. It's beautiful as you would expect but like there's Mm. the kind of there's like weird little illustrations at the front that are cute like a little mouse having a glass of wine and stuff cute but then that's really at odds with the multicolored onion and the big like rainbow inside cover i feel like um it's a bit all over the place aesthetically yeah the art style is yeah they've got three or four different art yeah like an aubergine and what looks like a pepper and like a soup bath together yeah they have faces yeah it's the last time you took a soup bath (laughs) not not recent enough let me tell you that really reminds Um, me of sex and the sushi when they go to the (laughs) this is um not safe for work but when they go to the playboy mansion and then there's loads of topless girls in a like jacuzzi and miranda says oh look tit soup (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny that's great and that's really funny miranda <laughs> yes so we <laughs> yeah so by the way it's by otolenghi yeah yotam otolenghi Sorry. and easter belfridge uh two of the greats who, two of the greats from this podcast and life uh obviously if you're a long-time listener first-time caller <laughs> um you <laughs> you <laughs> If you're Sorry. a long-time listener, <laughs> you won't. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you enjoy that. Um, you know that we won't be talking about Yota Motolenghi or Easter Belfridge because we've already talked about them as people. Go back and listen to the, the many episodes on Otolenghi or <laughs> the one episode on Mess Club by um, Easter Belfridge. Uh, if you but... were to do a control F on like Otolenghi <laughs> mentions, it's me in every episode. Me? It's, it's me. me. Hi, and I'm Shall I tell you a little bit about the background of the book, though? Rather Please. than the chefs. So it's Yotam's eighth, eighth book, and I think it was Easter's first. Well, she'd mm-hmm. been working at his test kitchen for four years before they brought it out. And so he's got this kind of bit in the front. Before he starts talking about her or whatever, he talks about kind of vegetables and how he's always loved them shocker yeah but yeah like i mean the man has done veg a great service you know he didn't think that there were more ways to kind of prepare a certain vegetable like to fry an aubergine but actually he Mm. finds that there's just like more and more ways every time and that the three p's are really important to him so like process pairing and produce so obviously, mm-hmm. like how you do it, what you put it with, and and how good the quality of the ingredient is, which is how this book is like split up. Yes. Right? So he talks as well about 
how like you know if you want to eat more veg or if you want to become vegetarian that the like last thing to do is to like go cold turkey that you should just kind of phase it in and try to do like these creative things and do exciting things but then he starts talking about easter so he's he he says that all of the there's loads of elements in this book that have come from her chilies and limes there's lots of limes a lot of limes in all their forms yeah quick pickles then that's the fingerprints of Easter Belfridge and she's like really detail obsessed but I really like the way he talks about her because it's not she didn't have a straightforward journey into food she grew up in London but obviously as we know from Mezcla that she has like influences from Brazil and Italy and stuff like that as well yeah but that she um Apparently it was her sister one day who said to her, why the why the F aren't you a chef? And then that kind of like made her, which I think is the only time you'll see a swear word in an Ottolenghi book, by the way. <laughs> swear word, naughty. Um, but it's like... You're naughty. You know, you're naughty. <laughs> and then that made her realise that she really wanted to cook professionally so that she was like running a small catering thing and then she had a market stall making tacos and then she applied for a job at Nopi and then less than a year later one of Oshelengi's restaurants and then less than a year later she arrived in um, his test kitchen and he just talks about how he said something about she had no formal training and a modest amount of experience but she had a mountain of knowledge creativity and talent which I just think is really nice because it's like yeah. You don't need that. Like, you don't need the yes certificate or anything like that. You just need a, a good palette. A good palette. And, like... Exposure to you know. different cultures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, it's a lot of American accent today. Uh, not sure what's brought that through. It's a trip to LA. <laughs> uh, they also pay tribute a lot to this lady, Tara, who apparently um, tested loads of the recipes and kind of helped them structure it. And other people in the test kitchen, like Noor, who does the test kitchen books with him as well. Yes. She kind of comes up a little bit. But then, so when we talked about the kind of structuring, they also have this like, yeah, so it's process, how to ramp up flavor, pairing, how it can be dialed up, whether you pair it with sweet, fat, acid, chili heat. And then um, produce shines a light on some key vegetables, at, namely mushrooms. I avoided the whole mushroom section of this, by the way. I don't love mushrooms. Alliums, nuts and seeds and sugar. Um, but then they have this flavour bomb section. And apparently they had a few working titles for the book. And one of them was the Ottolenghi F-bomb. Nice. Which they... Nice ditch but I'm kind of sad that they did yeah but I feel like this book just had a vast amount of PR oh my god it came out during lockdown I think I think it was like 2021 and I bought it from my sister Earth and I remember leafing through it when I when it got it and I was like oh shit I think I need to get this Mm. too how did you when did you buy it did you buy it at the time I think I must have bought it fairly I don't remember um I definitely bought it for myself because mm. nobody buys me cookbooks really uh, because they're worried that I already have them uh, or yeah. whatnot. But 
I think it, the hype was unreal. And as we know, I don't usually buy into the Ottolenghi hype. So no. I've got no idea what it was that convinced me. Maybe it was you who convinced me to buy the to buy it or whether I'd seen like an, another Instagram post about it. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get it. Was it on like an Amazon special? I think it maybe was on like an Amazon maybe. special or something. Yeah, which, yeah. The Ot- which I probably was like, oh, they're never on an Amazon special sorry I do buy things from Amazon um (laughs) I've definitely had it for a while it's definitely moved house with me so I Mm. I must have had it um in London yeah but it is it is great like it's it's definitely um it sits towards the front of my cookbook shelves as you know I pick it up way more than I don't if that makes sense yeah I personally am thrilled that we're doing this episode, <laughs> as you know, but I'm shocked <clears throat> that this has become like, this is the first kind of one that we've done like this, where it's just like, oh, hey, we talk about this book loads, so let's um, yeah, kind of spotlight it. But the fact that it's this one, I feel like this book for me is shit I'm having people around on mm-hmm. Friday which has been the case for the last couple of weeks yeah Hannah's and been like, like posting consistently but I know you love um menu suggestion mm-hmm. and I yeah. feel like this book does it really well so but right well. at the back so it does like one pan ready in 30 minutes or one hour or yeah. and then it's like low effort high impact make a head then it's just like feasts, so like Mexican feast, brunch spread, East Asian. And I actually did, I was really lacking inspiration recently for a dinner party. And um, I just turned to this and I was like, shit, like, please help me out. Because what happened was, and I don't think any of the members involved listen to the podcast, so this is fine. But I was planning the Massaman curry from East and the banana tart tatan from East, which I did make in the end. But I, just before I went to the shop, like a few hours before people arrived, I was like, hey, does anyone have any allergies or hatreds? And then one of the guys was like, oh, I just fucking hate peanuts. And I was like, oh God, oh, there's no. loads of peanut butter in the Massaman and I was going to sprinkle over like wrote some peanuts I was like shit 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 so I ran to this book and turned straight to the like feast bit um, and the kind of menus bit and then I just pulled it together based on this so thanks yeah it it is that is a real special and it's not like it's it's definitely not um a like a second thought in this but the the menus and feasts like it's really well thought out you know it doesn't it's not everything together. It's like serve this with rice, serve this with flatbreads, like which they're not really recipes for. Like it's just like no. this is what you could eat this with, and I love that. I, I do. love it, um, and I pre- I appreciate that as we know. For exactly you. the thank you, thank you. Uh... <laughs> I <laughs> think we're going to talk about one recipe each that we've mm. made in detail. I'm going to find it really hard. I've made loads of things from this. And I think yeah. I'll, I'll give like a mini shout out to as many as I can. So it's good. It's hard for me to pick the one, you know, in life and also in this cookbook. But um, yeah. We're doing your Shall therapy we... now? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, okay. I'm lying yeah. on the, the... Go on. Okay. <laughs> so you lie on back on my couch. <laughs> it's just like... It's just like nobody really gets me. <laughs> Apart from Yota Motolengi. I know. He's the one. Actually, that's probably my problem. They also, just to say, this is a entirely... It's a veggie cookbook right there's no meat in here or fish um he does they do reference it like you you could make this and serve it with chicken serve it with some simple blah yeah. blah, blah that, that does come up but it's all uh vegetarian all vegetarian yeah and again like one that you kind of wouldn't even realize i guess no. until like yeah they're just great this really launched easter didn't it like i, f- yeah. I feel like she was everywhere after this and then got mezcla deal um and deservedly so bloody love her bit of a crush i think and it's such a, like you know just talking about it it's such a array there's such a range of recipes in terms of like not just flavors which i love that mm-hmm. like you said like there's a mexican feast like there's mexican is- inspiration there's there's a lot of like miso yeah. and yeah, like those kind of East Asian recipes in there. But it's just also of um, difficulty. There's some stuff that's really easy. Yeah. And frankly, I would love a Claire Saffitt style matrix of what's hard and what's oh, uh, that would be easy so for good. this. Because some of it is easy, but with difficult ingredients. Yeah. And some of it is difficult with easy ingredients. And some of it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I think it's just, you, you do have to kind of, really look at the recipe before you start or commit to it yeah because you could um bugger yeah something could be thrown up yeah like the za'atar cacio e pepe like i've made that for myself sunday night want something nice but don't want to spend like fucking ages in the kitchen and, and you've probably got all those things in right yeah it's great oh, i've just i've made so much mostly for hosting though I won't lie. It's mm. not like I'm cracking this out on a Tuesday night. Yeah. So do you want to talk about your kind of star dish? Yeah. I mean, this? I don't know if I'm going to talk about star dish because I also have made quite a lot from it. I think the miso onions are a oh. great place to start. If if anybody gets this book off the bat or has it and you haven't made those yet, Make they them. are so good. And it's Incredible. just onions butter and miso yeah and they're just like so roasted and they are incredible incredible Um, like inspired frankly even though they're not really anything they take Um, a while in the oven is all i'll say yeah maybe not like cost of living crisis friendly no they're like quite hot (laughs) but you could have them yeah that you make a lot have them for the, the little condiment yeah they're great that, they're that is a great place like, to start oh they're just honestly one of the best things as like a little to... side in like an alternative sunday lunch or something yeah. perfect um they probably go really nicely actually with some like really like like a like a meat like a a yeah. roast beef or like a even a steak like yeah oh. Sorry. Imagine um, them in like a tart to tan kind of situation. Yes. Like, so oh my god. Food. I feel like I'm gonna make. I got loads actually in my odd box this week of like tiny little like white onions. Like they're like oh, tiny like ones. Julia like, Charles. It, or was it yes. Julia Charles that always yes. loved the tiny onions? 
Yeah, I had to find like little tiny like marble, <laughs> oh, yeah, like for you. pickling onions for my beef bourguignon. Yes, that was uh, it. <laughs> um, anyway, so but something I've been wanting to make for ages from here that I had never made before, but I decided to make it this week, knowing that we were gonna um, do this episode, was the lime and coconut potato gratin. Oh, and we have talked about this loads because we get mixed up. There's so the lime and coconut potato gratin is from flavor, and then mezcla has like a Thai red curry yes. potato gratin. Sweet potato one, yes. Yeah, and I always get confused about which is which, but this one is flavor. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So it's, it's right. normal potato, white potatoes, whatever you call them, um, mm. and it's lime and coconut. And it just looks so fun. And the preamble says it was part of a Christmas feast that they created for the Guardian. It's on page 72, if you, you. Uh, want to get to it. Um, which also included a roasted Szechuan lamb shoulder, steamed oh, wow. aubergine, blah, blah, blah. So it does take a long time. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. Longer I than I... Th- yeah. It's, I mean... Beautiful. It also is vegan... If because it's you use like a you use coconut cream yeah. and you can just use vegetable stock. So basically you mandolin or very finely chop 1.4 kilograms of potatoes. Uh, he suggests Yukon gold, um, mm-hmm. but who can ever find those anywhere? So I just use like ba- like fancy baking potatoes um, and four or five banana shallots and some garlic cloves and you um yeah so you mandolin all of that right um and then in the pan that you're probably going to whether you're going to cook he call he asks he uh, a 28 centimeter oven proof saute pan um i have a you know like so just like a wide le creuset dish which i use um you fry the shallots garlic oil and some salt until they're like soft and golden mm-hmm. and then what you do is you put those aromatics into a, a large bowl and then you add in the potatoes and 100 grams of melted coconut cream nice along with the juice of three limes of course and you just kind of uh, yeah of course and then you you kind of mix them 
you know, yeah. gently so you don't break them. Yeah. And then you put, you start to put them. So he says, like, put some of that mixture, the potato mixture, into the pan. Uh, like, you can use, like, the broken bits of potato. Uh, and then you start, like, layering it like a gratin, like, in a circular pattern. Right. Um, layer them all up. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And then you pour 200 mils of vegetable stock or chicken stock. I used vegetable over the top. You cover that with foil tightly. Mm-hmm. I have a lid, so I just put the lid on. Put it in the oven at 180 for 40 minutes. Nice. And then whilst whilst it's in the oven, so that's not the end to the cooking. This is why it takes oh, a no. long time. So whilst you're cooking that, you there's like crispy aromatics on top, which is uh, chilies, garlic, ginger, and spring onions, all like chopped finely, julienned. And it's quite a lot of oil, 150 mils. So you basically cook all those in the oil and then you make like a flavorful oil. So after 40 minutes, you pour some of that oil Mm -hmm. into your gratin, take the top off and then cook it for another 50 minutes, top off. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I only like um, being cooked with my top off. (laughs) Same, same. Um, and only for 50 minutes. Uh, and then you, increase the heat to 200 degrees for the last five minutes to make it golden brown and and crispy and then you sprinkle your like fried chilies and stuff over the top um and then add a little bit of salt in that and what a joy again I made this and then got a little bit sick um not because of this so I didn't get to eat it uh, eat as much of it as I would have liked but the little bit that I had after I finished cooking it was great really like what a fun way to eat potatoes like yeah with that, like coconut cream Zingy. yeah like that, that's oh so there's a lime the zest of your three limes also goes on the top um but you yeah exactly coke like you just it's just not flavors that you think to put with potatoes baked potatoes yeah um the irish obviously... people are very afraid I, I won't lie speaking on behalf of them but I think I can talk them around. <laughs> I think they would love this. Really? Uh, you know, speaking to them uh, <laughs> as I can. Um, it's 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 great. It obviously takes a long time, but it's no, it's not hard. No. And it's not. There's nothing in there that would be difficult to get. You get coconut cream in like the um, the Asian section I got of my supermarket. It comes in like a block, right? Yes. A creamed coconut, and I just I just um melted it in the microwave uh yeah and it's vegan it'd be it'd be a lovely yeah like side dish to either meat or whatever else but would recommend um uh, me too i would say yeah if you you know obviously you've got a few oven on for quite a long time there is so much in here the other things i've cooked that i really like so miso onions yeah the Oh, I think we've both made this, and maybe you'll talk about this, so I don't want to say too much about it, but uh, the stuffed aubergine in a curry and coconut dal. I haven't haven't actually made that. Oh, you haven't that one? No, but I've heard it's delicious, but faffy. Yeah, I haven't messed around with the stuffed aubergine, but the the curry and coconut dal I've made a few times, and I also made a huge batch of it to freeze when I was pregnant. That's right. To have in the in the in the freezer because it's 
delicious and it's you know obviously like lentils are great for all yeah. that good stuff after you have a baby and they're just nice it, it, it freezes well etc it's great um i can't find it right now but there's a like a bread salad like a panzanella, oh, yes. a panzanella. fairly standard uh, but then it's got uh, like some e- <laughs> it's got some extra extra something something here that's great i'm des i know you don't like mushrooms you said you could skip this but the spicy mushroom lasagna yes is that the desperate one... to make that i think that um Archlengi like shouts one of those is that the only lasagna he shouts out a lasagna in the intro as like one of Issa's like <clears throat> amazing yeah and i think that's one of them i feel like she's into judging up lasagnas right because yeah. there's that shrimp one yes in... Mezcla. Uh, Mezcla, who one of our Instagram followers says she made recently uh, and it was great she and I'm desperate it, right? to make it, but yeah. I need I need to have people to cook for because it seems to be a bit of labour of love. Mm. Uh, so I need to do that. Yeah, and I again, so one of my recent kitchen disasters was actually the hummus in this. Yes, um, I was disappointed about that. Which is, yeah, me too. And again, it was probably my fault, but it just wasn't as like creamy. And oh my God, sorry, I've just seen a recipe that I'm again, desperate to make, but haven't. Um, it's the Swede gnocchi with miso yes, butter. we have and, talked about that on the pod oh my so God. many Al- times. Always, because I always get Swedes. And I'm always like, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. But I just never had the time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, delicious. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened with my... with oh my. I soaked chickpeas and everything. Like, I went I went dry wow. chickpeas. But it was just... There just there wasn't enough... moisture and i tried to add more and more and more tahini and olive oil but anyway it's fine it like i said i'm i'm in i'm in a bit of a funk but yeah i've cooked i have loads of it i love it i also go to it if i'm like entertaining or i want to take something somewhere Mm -hmm. um yeah big fan what is your hero dish that you might talk about you might. might. you have to you have no choice quickly before we i get to that i want to say on the hummus thing one of my favorite hummus recipes and maybe i've talked about it on an old pod is from food 52 and it's mm. called like zehiv's hummus bitahina which is the kind of arabic yeah uh name for it which is like the great silky hummus that Ugh. has like yeah excessive amounts of um, silky hummus is another great band. Zaha, I beg name. your pardon. <laughs> yeah, silky hummus is. So if anyone's looking for like one of the best hummus recipes, it's a bit faffy, but it's called Zaha's Hummus Tahina on Food 52. And I gave it to, I mentioned it to a friend recently and they made it. They texted me being like, oh my God, this is so delicious. Like I could eat oh this with God. a spoon. It's incredible. Yes, I want to make this because... I'm gonna. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, we're we're silky it's... hummus fans in this um in this yeah. house. And by house, I mean pod. That's <laughs> why we um, love um Sabra. So I could talk all day about things that I have made. I'll 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 briefly talk about some of the things I've made. Curried carrot mash with brown butter. I made that as part of a spread for my sister. Yeah. and Alyssa coming, and that was really really delicious where yeah it's just like a mash carrot 
delicious salad thing. Yeah. Um, I've made the one pan arrochetti arrochetti mm-hmm. puttanesca, which is great. Low main, slightly no maintenance for um, Ottolenghi. Has like capers and olives and stuff like that, and it's just delicious. Mm, so good. Um, Did I tell you that um, I've decided that our next cat is going to be called Putanesca? No, that's wonderful. I think if yeah. I had a cat, I might Thanks. call it Ottolenghi. Oh, I like that. Otto. Otty. Otto, yeah. Yeah, cute. And um, yeah. big shout out to the black lime t- tofu on page one. <laughs> that looks so good. I've never made that. You've made that? Yeah, I bought black limes oh. especially to make that, and it's and I actually think right now I have almost everything in my fridge to make it, and I'm going to make it again tomorrow. Incredible flavor, like really zingy with the black limes because you just like yeah. blitz them into a sauce. Delicious. Oh. I also made recently for a um, picnic the roasted carrot salad with chamoy, and I, um, probably I'm not saying that right, but chamoy is it's like this dressing on the roasted carrots and it's like dried apricots maple syrup sumac quite a lot of sumac lime juice classic aleppo chili (laughs) garlic clove olive oil and you just like roast your carrots and then you dress it in this and with the sumac and the lime and the chili oh my Mm. god it was so delicious um would you say it was a flavor bomb i'd say it's an otolenghi f bomb (laughs) 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 And last one, I mean, there's loads. No, two more. Saffron tagliatelle with ricotta and crispy chipotle shallots was what I ended up making for that dinner party. Yes. And it was delicious. I've never really cooked with saffron before because I just to not say it was payday. Yeah. Yeah. And Hannah was like, fuck it. I'm going to go buy some saffron. Nick <laughs> was like, whoa, big spender. <laughs> but I served it with the olive oil flatbreads with three garlic or tomato salsa. I can't remember what they call it. No, that's it. Olive oil flatbreads with three garlic butter. And you make Did you find this... black garlic? Does it no, have black garlic? Hell in it? no. Like where are people getting black garlic? I don't understand. Where are people getting any of these things? Yeah, but that one is delicious and I I think I made the flatbreads maybe I overproved them or something. They were a bit too crispy. Um no. I felt like they needed to be softer, but the toppings and everything, oh my god, they're it's actually making my like mouth water. <laughs> but the thing I'm gonna talk about which probably you have already guessed and you were close enough to with your um, aubergine reference was the aubergine dumplings a la parmigiana. Yeah. Which I think is like just the perfect <laughs> entry level Ottolenghi recipe for entertaining or I don't know, just someone who's maybe a bit funny about different things. But it's just like you make these lovely little yeah dumplings that are almost like meatballs and then i've served them with tagliatelle and a focaccia or something and i just think it's a great dinner so it's kind of all the classic flavors of a aubergine parmigiana so like tomato cheese aubergine um but what you do is you toast some breadcrumbs first and you um bake or roast some aubergines kind of chopped up into cubes uh for 30 minutes until they're quite cooked through and then you chop those aubergines into a mash and you let them Mm. cool and then you add in loads of ricotta and parmesan and that just oh my god parsley egg and egg yolk flour the breadcrumbs garlic basil 
salt, pepper, so loads of things. And then you shape them into dumplings. Um, and then you just fry them in a frying pan, like in a couple of batches. I'm a bad batch. And then <laughs> you... Never a bad batch when it comes Never. to Ottolenghi's dumplings. No, I'm Ottolenghi's batch. And um... <laughs> that you are. <laughs> so you fry them all off and you set them aside. And then you make like a delicious tomato sauce with tin tomatoes, garlic, um, tomato puree, sugar, chili flakes, paprika, oregano, salt. And then it's just like this del- the most flavorful. I love that like. People like Ottolenghi and Mirasoda. For me, the really good chefs tell you put a fucking teaspoon of salt into a tomato sauce because it's like yeah. it needs that much. Yeah. And yes. you, yeah, just exactly how much, like even with sugar, one and a half teaspoons of sugar because you need, they're like bitter. And then you basically just like put the sauce into a baking dish, put the dumplings on, you bake it all for 20 minutes and then you scatter over some olives, um, basil and parmesan. And it's, it's like delicious. my mouth is like watering, like it's got so many lovely little Honestly. Stomachs, actually, stomachs. If we ever started a sandwich shop, which we yes. would love to do, these would be such a good like sandwich yes. filler. Yes. Um but I treat them like meatballs, like I said, and I have to serve them with pasta, but honestly I can't even remember what they say to do. Um Oh, served with spaghetti, rice or some sauteed greens. So they're just like really flexible. Mm. But they are like a huge standout for me i just love them i it's a great book lads it's an excellent 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 that does sound good i just um i've just seen another recipe that i'm desperate to make but again it's the turnip cake turnip cake is one of my favorite dim sum things um Uh. it and he he makes it with or they make it with uh, daikon, not even turnip or sweet. Like, oh, wow. maybe that's what it's made with. I don't know, but um, I always love it. Uh, it uh, you know, at dim sum, and but you need Thai white rice flour, which it's noted is not interchangeable with the glutinous variety or with regular rice flour. <laughs> um, I feel like I don't need that many rice flours in my life. You know, no. Um, um but yeah, and he it, it, it he makes it with soy maple nuts for the top and I just feel like come on that's delicious and you know who because I think that probably turn well usually turnip cakes come with like bacon in them right so you know not particularly vegetarian it's just great it is great the one thing I would say is that the dessert section doesn't hugely appeal to me no um it's a bit puddingy yeah there's a flan that looks like a big old wibbly wobbly wonder mm. tapioca fritters. I'm not a huge. That's what they call me in school. Fan. What flan? No wibbly wobbly wonder. <laughs> Flan's quite a funny, cute name though. Um, yeah, just a lot of it doesn't really appeal. I don't know why. Um, considering uh coffee and pandan there's just nothing that really jumps out at me there is a cute like lemon sorbet that they pipe into lemons like you know but nice. yeah i just don't that's yeah. very like 70s yeah it doesn't it doesn't really yeah jump out it's it's great there is a lot of um there is some recipes like some ingredients that 
like throw you off and there is like a list at you know like oh at the front it's called like flavors 20 ingredients ingredients. or whatever so you know what you're gonna getting yourself into but you know you may have to order something if you know your local shops might not have some of this stuff like black limes yeah you'd be able to find those where i like where i talk about it where i used to live all the time but now i literally don't know like maybe waitrose sell them i don't know but um yeah when I bought this book for my sister, I think I was home in Ireland at the time. And then I was like looking through the ingredients and I was like, shit, we're never going to get this in Galway. Like, there's no way. And then I came back to London and I went to like an Asian shop and I just make basically made her like a flavor care package. Oh. And like got like black limes, amateur and all this mad shit that like you wouldn't yeah. be able to get at home and posted it home to her. Okay, I bought oh. you this book, but you couldn't make anything from yeah. it because you don't have any of the ingredients so now here are the ingredients i'm sorry so yeah plus one to that being inaccessible we are gonna rate although we're slightly biased in that we have already declared our love for this but yeah that's perfect but i think that you know this is a fun episode because we get to yeah you know be sweet and loving about a book that we know we're going to be sweet and loving about which is obviously quite rare for us anyway should i talk about our rating <laughs> yes please I, I just want to detract from the fact that i was you know nice there. Being sweet um, and if you are a first-time listener Long welcome time caller <laughs> um Welcome to the cookbook circle. Um, so every every time we talk about a book, because we're not always talking about books this no, season. We've diversified. Um, we've diversified our, our um, <laughs> offering. I don't know what's going to say Off, offering. Oh, oh, to l- anyway, we've just we've diversified. So every time we talk about a book, we rate the book, and the yeah. rating changes in terms of what we rate out of every time. So it's based on the book, the chefs, whatever, you know. They we're just mm-hmm. trying to add a little bit of zhuzh, a little bit of fun, a little bit of uh, something, something. And we have five things that we rate on. Mm-hmm. And they are accessibility and usability. That's one. <laughs> That's I did that one. backwards. You flip re- you blazing squad did that. I blazing squad did that. Shout out to my boy Mellow D. He was my fave. Um, did I go to see Blazing Squad? Yeah, yes, sir. I did. Yeah, I, was a, I had the albums. I had the albums at a time where um, you couldn't. How many? At least two. Um, but one of the albums was on like um, was on CD, obviously, because I'm yeah. old. But it was at a time when they didn't want you to, like, burn CDs. So it was, like, unburnable. Oh. And I don't know. So it meant that... Unusual you... for blazing squad. <laughs> Contradictory. Ew. That was on their second um, album. <laughs> one of my favourite things on blazing squad is if you look at what they're doing now. And, like, some of them are just, like, double glazers. And uh, builders and things like that and I just got to respect that I did too it you know be... you're not you're not rinsing it like old Gary Barlow who was obviously at that concert last night um I don't know I don't know if we can put take that and Blazing Scott in the same I pocket. think we have to <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I did see a funny tweet though that said about Gary Barlow that um you know it, <laughs> Gary Barlow turning up to the Coronation concert knowing that he hasn't paid a single penny for any of this. <laughs> Famously, he doesn't pay his taxes. <laughs> um, anyway, let me talk to you about our rating. Less about blazing squad. Usability and accessibility, that's one. Also, that all came from the fact that I said that backwards and Blazing Squad had a song called Flip Reverse It. If everyone is very confused oh, at this I point. I want to see you work it. <laughs> and Blazing Squad, if you've been looked them up. Melody was my favourite. Did you have a favourite? Did Talisa come from Blazing Squad? <laughs> no, they're all men. Uh, uh, um... You, you look, can go ahead. I'll talk. I'll, I'll talk about it. usability and accessibility. That's one. Um, ingredients. That's the second one. Um, uh, is it veggie friendly? Uh, aesthetics and inspirability. Um, and this for this book, Hannah's just looking up Blazing Squad. I have, and I'm I blown away to... by the fact that there's like there's like cool names like. Um, melody flavor which is the actually the guest judge we've asked to come in and, and rate this he's just finished doing my windows <laughs> and reaper but then there's just um tom beasley <laughs> joe williams <laughs> steve keenan they all didn't get the memo on that steve oh keenan. crossroads See you at the crossroads. When you reach the crossroads, where are you going to go? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as if you have Life's to up, act. life's down. <laughs> Things can turn around. You know, they really... Bone Thugs did, and Harmony. Did some, yeah, Bone Thugs and Harmony are, you know, they want oh. reparations, frankly, for that. Oh um, there were so many members as well, Dan. So many. They had six top ten hits. Sorry, this is so. I don't even know if anyone outside the UK will know who they are. Sorry, but you should look them up now. <laughs> Flip reverse that, lads, and find out. <laughs> anyway, we're losing it. We must rate That's this usual. book. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry. Okay. Uh, I've said the ratings. I'm not going to say them again. <laughs> but we are going to rate out of lime and the derivatives <laughs> because in basically every recipe in this book there's either lime, black lime lime leaves black limes you know all the lime gang mm -hmm. okay uh, so lime lime i'm rating out of lime lime the lime and its derivatives <laughs> well or just lime lime leaves and black limes okay fine cool i'll see i'll see how that goes um Usability and accessibility, that's one. I think I will give it one. I think some of it might seem intimidating, but actually they are very, um, like, descriptive in steps and everything. So it doesn't, I feel like they do it well. So, um, also, I mean, like, we've failed to talk about how much of a fang Botolinki <laughs> and how many times I mean, we've mentioned Mezcla since. Um, the people know. That. You know, yeah, you, you guys know. Ingredients use, I will actually, I have to say that, yeah, there there is stuff here that might be difficult to get. So maybe we, I'll, I'll take a point off for that. Listen to you being modest. You just told a story about how you had to gather and send a package of this <laughs> stuff that 
to be used in this book to your sister in Ireland and you're like yeah I guess maybe you can't find it um that's so, actually our new yeah, service guess... when we're speaking about diversifying we're now offering cookbook circle packages to not um... me can you send one to me because I can't get black lines yeah okay I'll have to take a point off for that dee, 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 dee. I what's the next one aesthetics vegetarian or aesthetics. vegetarian come on yeah like vegetarian it is come on <laughs> come on get a life <laughs> <laughs> i find i'd be down as well <laughs> yes it's all vegetarian aesthetics i give it one the photos are good but yeah maybe the cover could be better but i've never thought that before this conversation so i'm still gonna give it one and lastly inspirability if i could give it like uber uber bonus points and lick its face. <laughs> I would. You just want to get to done. fives, don't you? You just want to get to five. I'm not giving it five though, because I I don't. I know, but that's what I'm too. saying. Like you want to give it an extra one to get to five. Yeah, true. I wish I could. I'm gonna give it four lime, black lime, and lime leaves out of five limes and its derivatives. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Thank you. Um. <laughs> I'm just going to go the same. I know that maybe we thought I would take one off for um, aesthetics, but there's just a personal opinion on the cover and I don't think it's shared, but the pictures of the food are brilliant. There's almost something for for everything, which means that you know what it's supposed to look like, which, you know, that sounds obvious, but when when it's something that you don't know what it should look like, uh because it's all new so then new. you need yeah. that <laughs> and the um, photographer i've just realized is jonathan lovkin who usually does nigel slater's uh oh i see that i get it and who i once priced for a photo shoot a two-hour photo shoot um for a property i used to work for in london and um let me just say the man is doing well <laughs> mm. <laughs> well clearly um yeah, one off for ingredients, but all the others, inspirability, yes, usability and accessibility, I agree with you, like it it might look scary, and there are some ones that are a bit scary and hard. The but tamales, it's not... the cheese tamales, yeah. like I always think I would love to make them, but there's like three pages of that yeah. recipe. One day. No, 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 no. 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 Um, no, no. Yeah, so basically, it's four lime, black limes, lime leaves, and it's derivatives out of five from me as well well that's why we came what a here book. it would be a curveball to then suddenly be like one <laughs> it's zero i hate this book i wonder if there's any books that that would be like that well probably yeah, not for zero. you because if if they got zero on everything then like no, it's not veggie friendly it's not <laughs> uh aesthetic it's yeah anyway I, I wonder if we have any books that would be zero like in our but we, there's so many books that we've rated and haven't really loved and still managed to rate in mm. a decent way because our rating system is very robust. Oh, that's it. He was it. the 11th member of Blazing Squad, by the way. <laughs> Ro- no, that's, that was to Lisa. She was robusty. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we Thank will you see listening. you next time. <laughs> um, we love you. Definitely buy know. this book. 
Yeah, this is like uh, Cookbook Circle recommends. Mm. Maybe that's maybe the that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We love, love you, you, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review as it helps others to find us and enjoy us. You can see how the recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle, where you can also get in touch with us, let us know your thoughts, feedback, ideas for episodes, whatever you like. We really love to hear from all of you. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.